Net Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas. It's Barry on Deck, hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian Barry Laminat, starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn lady dickheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Wednesday, September 7th, 2022, and this is episode number 540. Barry on deck. Did it work? I think it worked. We got we got power. Mike might be a little hot, but we got we got no mute. We are living the dream, people. Living the dream. Oh my god, it worked. It worked. I am happy. I appreciate you guys being here. What's up? Welcome to the program. Uh, fun times ahead. Uh, day two of a guest on this show joining me in this second hour today. My buddy, my pal, uh, John Stringer, comedian extraordinaire. This dude is hilarious. And I got to admit, if I'm being honest, and I'll tell him this when he gets here. I don't know why my voice just cracked. My balls dropped. Let me get them. Puberty. That's cool. That's my new gimmick on stream. I go through puberty for people. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, uh, but no, a long time ago, when I first started the biz, I remember watching John Stringer on stage. And I think I messaged him this at one point. But I remember thinking to myself, I want to be that free on stage. I want to just have that much fun on stage. And I'm just now getting to the point uh, where I'm able to do that. So uh, I've been, I've, I've watched John for a long time, been a big fan of his for a long time. So it's dope that he's going to join me in the three o'clock hour. So he'll be here at three o'clock and we'll, uh, we'll have a rocking good time. Is there echo on this, by the way, is there any echo happening here? If there is, let me know. I thought I was listening on the stream. Let me see here. If there is, let me know. I thought I was listening. No. Okay. That sounds good. We're good. That's uh that'll be a little weird matrixy thing for you guys but hey let's not waste any time let's get to the chat if you're new to the program that is just shout out to the chat uh let's get to the chat let's say what's up to everybody and let's get this bitch rolling because we got a lot to do probably a little more sportsy in the first hour today than we were yesterday although yesterday was fun and we had some house cleaning to do from over the weekend with the drafts and everything else but i do want to get to these nfl power rankings uh the ap poll is out for week one for college football we'll look at that and there's even the odds for early nfl or should i should say early season nfl awards odds that we'll take a look at as well. Tomorrow, I'll do an updated version of those slides for you where we look at favorites going into the season. Before the season starts, we'll look at who's the favorites in each division, who's destined to win according to the odds makers. Uh, on, you know, while we'll, I'll use, uh, what the hell do I even gamble with? Bovado? I think it's Bovada. Well, that's what we'll use. Hey, shout out to John Dory listening on Podbean. The one, the one, the one 
Podbean listener right now. So what's up? All right, let's get to the chat. Uh, I know um, Alan Denson was first in the chat. He is the greatest deckhead in the history of the world, at least for the next two hours. And then it's just back to old regular, raggedy ass Alan Denson. But he was in early about 132, which was a lot earlier than me. So good job, Alan Denson. Uh, I see Alex Villanueva made it. AJB was in early. What's up, fam? Jen got in early as well. My sweet, sweet Donna. Uh, Jesus is here. John Dory. Killian Music. What? Look at that. Getting blessed. He's blessed the chat. What's up, fam? Good to have you here. Thank you for showing up. Christy. What's up, girl? Christy is here. Now, Jared is in Germany. Yesterday was Italy. Germany uh, today. We are worldwide. Scoot over, Pitbull. There's a new Mr. Worldwide here, and he's got a crooked nose and some other... What? Oh, it's 9 p.m. over there. Shit, Jared, are you drinking a lot? Have you drank a lot of German beer, Jared? Uh, have, you, have, you, uh, have you seen a lot of hairy German women? I think... I don't know if that's a... I don't know if that's a real super not a stereotype. I mean, I'm German and we got a lot of hairy women on my dad's side. You can't tell the difference. They all have the same beard. My uncles, my aunts, all of them have the same exact beard and mustache. So it's difficult to tell um, your aunt from your uncle, especially in 2022. Not that that matters. Um, <laughs> who else is here? Ah, Nick, what's up, Nick? I was looking for where I left off on the list because it starts scrolling on me and I can't keep up. What's up, Nick? Good to see you, buddy. Potch is here. How are you? Thank you for joining. Wallace, what's up, fam? VB, what's up, man? Happy Wednesday to you as well. Uh, Jim on sports, long time no talk, buddy. Hey, Jim. Uh, good to have you. They haven't even asked, man. How's the stream going, Jim? Are you deckheads? Are y'all hanging out with Jim? I hope so. I hope so. Jim's uh, growing his community, and I hope you guys will participate when you can and uh, show him some love. I see Cece is here. It's good to see you, Cece. Uh, let's see. I do it all the time. It's okay. Oh, I don't know what that was. Uh, hey, uh, Ivan. Speaking of Ivan, what's up, Ivan? Thank you, buddy, for the 500 biddies, man. Appreciate that. That's the way to kick off a stream right there. That's how you start a freaking stream. I'm trying not to curse. That's not going to work. What's up, 1D? Uh, good to have you in, fam. Thank you for being here. Uriel, what's up, dude? Good to see you as well. Mimi, what's up, memesters? SVG is in the building. FJ is here. What's up, Mr. Jimenez? Thank you for hanging out with us. Nightbot, you raggedy bitch. Uh, Demata is in. Cisco showed up. Hi from high, H-Y-E. So he's not like high from high, high. He's not like high from high. He's like high from high? I don't know. Um, Free Reyes, I swear to God, Chris. The next time you post your own free Reyes hashtag, it's a 10 minute timeout. I'm just, I'm, you got to stop this. You can't, it's like giving yourself a nickname. Okay. It's stupid. Uh, Jim, men or women. What? Yeah. My uncle Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, thanks for the ZZ top beard or peach fuzz. What? Oh yeah. It's, you know, they all have the same beards. Uh, by the way, thanks for the kind words, sir. It's been a busy couple of weeks at work. Oh, so you haven't been streaming? Hey, man, listen, consistency is the key. Got to do it. All right, Chris Reyes gets his timeout. Nope. I don't give a shit if it was a misspelling. Dad, free Ray A. Nope. You know what the hell I meant. Timeout, Chris Reyes mods. Potch, do your damage. CC, have at it. Jen, go. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not messing with this foolishness. Uh, all right, let's get to our uh, sports headlines for the day. 
All right, here's your sports headlines for the day. Um, light day, actually, in headlines. Um, you know it's a struggle to find important sports news stories when I lead. When the top story is the WNBA. Aces advance to the WNBA finals. Uh, I'm guessing the Aces are in Vegas? It's a wild guess. Uh, but the Aces go advance to the WNBA finals over the Storm, who I think are Seattle. And uh, Sue Bird has played her last game as a WNBA player. Now, I did I did read the article. I did my research. Uh, I didn't memorize it, though, so I'm going to have to read it to you. Um, where's her stats at? Where to go? Where to go? Here you go. Bird retires as one of the most accomplished players in WNBA history. She was the number one pick in the 2002 WNBA draft. She graduated or came from Connecticut. 19 years for the Storm. Uh, four-time WNBA champ, 13-time WNBA All-Star, five first-team All-WNBAs, uh, plus she leaves as the WNBA assist leader and the most important stat to me, five Olympic gold medals, five-time Olympic gold medalist. But you've been playing for a long time if you've been to five Olympics because when you think about it, They've, they've only won every four years. So she's 19-year WNBA career, which means she played her first Olympics in college or right out of the shoot or something like that. So, man, uh, that's pretty stout. That's a pretty damn good career. Put some respect. Put some respect on it. Uh, what's up, Rob? Hey, by the way, cheap plug. Uh, hold on. I can't find my I'll just do it there. No transition. Uh, cheap plug for tonight. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm patting it like I got it in a shirt pocket. I don't have. Uh, I will be joining Rob on his show. Let me let me get to my uh, Facebook. It's where the message is because Rob doesn't text nobody. We're still fucking boomers. Hey, let me send you a text of stuff. All right, so Rob's show as the so smoking gooder barbecue and brews show. I'll be talking more brews than barbecue. Uh, it's going down on Twitch, on YouTube, on Facebook. Look for at, you know what? Let me just uh let me just let me just do this. Why don't I just do this? Hold on. How about I just do it like the professional way, like uh like a professional uh person would, right? We'll just do this. We'll just add, we'll just make our own slide on the fly. Cause you know why? Because that's how good we are. Jim, are you paying attention? This is what professionals do. Not that mealy mouth bullshit that, uh, oh, that doesn't look very professional at all. You just got to make it its own slide. Here you go. There you go. There. All right. Now the fucking thing is blocking it. There we go. So that's tonight. That's at so smoking gutter show on Facebook. What's the eight for Rob? What is the eight? Is that show number eight? But we're on Facebook, YouTube. They are on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch right here. Uh, so Smoking Gooder Show. In fact, can we get a shout-out to the mods? Can we do a shout-out? There you go. Cece read my mind. What's up, Clarence? Christy said booby. What? So, yeah, you guys hop on with us. I go on at about... I think it starts at, uh, at 8 o'clock. I'll join in at some point. I don't know. Just fucking join. I do like that he used the same blue that's in my logo, so it just looks like Barry Deck. Good job, Rob, you idiot. Jesus, what what kind of shit is that? Hey, join Barry Labanac from Barry Deck. 
it, Craig Renfro from Tail Mag, Tail Zine, Gator Zine, fucking Rob. Jesus, man. Anyways, 8 o'clock. Uh, so Smoking Gutter Show. Watch on Twitch. That's probably the easiest way. Uh, I'm so sorry, Rob. I hadn't been following doing so now. Damn it, Jen! Good job, Jen. Hey, you guys go follow Rob on Twitch and uh, and hang out with us. I don't know. We'll start watching at 8. Don't watch just because I'm not joining right at 8. Start watching at 8 so you'll be caught up. Demon said, when Carl Lewis's father died, he put one of his Olympic gold medals in this casket when, and buried it with him. Yeah. Thank you for that random fucking knowledge, D-Motto. D-Motto's like the Cliff Clavin of, of, of Barry on deck. It's a well-known fact that um, Carl Lewis say one time, um, yeah, I just kind of want to, I just want to put, does, does everyone in the chat know who Cliff Clavin is? Am I just, am I just saying, uh, am I just saying names that some of you youngsters don't understand? Let me see if I can. Uh, does everybody remember? Uh, hold on. Let me let me find a good picture. This is Demata. This is this is Demata right here. This is Demata. Hold on. Open image. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the whole the whole shooting match like I did for Rob's show. We're just gonna do this. It's a lot easier. That's that's Cliff. Yeah, it's a well-known fact. Cliff was like, he was so much, he was full of so much useless information. And that is Demata. I should take, I should take Demata's face. Well, he doesn't have his face on this profile. But I should take his, uh, I should take his face and put it on there. Yes, Mimi New, cheers. Awesome. Um, Demata, that antidote reflects your fantasy football draft, sir. Wow. Now you guys are getting... Hey, what's up, Heels? Good to see you, buddy. Rest in peace to Carl Lewis's dad. It's not... He didn't just die, did he? I don't know. Is Carl Lewis still alive? I don't know. Uh, So mom gets at least two, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, good. I'm glad you guys are all following Rob. Well done. Uh, Okay. So thank you, Demata, for the random fucking tidbits of knowledge. Appreciate that. Back to our sports headlines. I don't know what I did with it. There it is. Uh, the Mets, or, sorry, the Mets. Jeez Louise. The Jets have said that Zach Wilson now likely out until week four. Remember yesterday, just yesterday, we were like, oh, there's a chance he plays in week one. Nope. It's Flacco or bust for the first Four weeks, at least. Uh, probably longer now. It would be my guess based off of that. But, hey, never know. Uh, but that's your news. Mets uh, have put May Ace Max Scherzer on the 15-day IL. Mets are kind of imploding right now. Let me, uh, hold on. Let me get to, what are they in their last 10? I got to look this up. The Mets in their last 10 uh, standings. Five and five. Kind of tumbling. Bit of a free fall. Um, it, it, let's look at their sketch. Yeah. It's not been pretty since the uh, All-Star break. But, I mean, well, they, they actually started off pretty well. But they are kind of in a free fall right now. They did win two out of three against the Dodgers. They've lost two out of three against the Nats. Um, they, they've split right now with... The Pirates. Um, 
Lost a couple against the Yankees. But yeah, five and five in their last 10 is not what you want to see. And at the same time, at the same time, uh, the Braves gained a couple games on them because they're seven and three over their last 10. So gained a little bit of ground. Half game out of first place now uh, is the uh, Atlanta Braves. So, yeah. Hold on. I got to move this up. This is kind of driving me nuts here. Um, I, it just, I, I don't like the way this is all set. I apologize. Learn. I apologize. There we go. Got to fix that. And then we got to, we got to fix this there. There we go. Uh Oh, I was like, what is that as far as it goes? There you go. It's just gotta be, it's gotta be centered better. Can't do it. Don't like it. And I'll just move over here. All right. Um, so Scherzer, a 15 day IL, not good news. If you're the Mets, you're a little worried. But I imagine for them, this is similar to JV hitting the IL. You think, okay, what was the injury? You know, is it is it what has caused him to miss some time already? I don't know, uh, but we'll we'll find out. But got to be a little concerning for the Mets. Uh, Colin Morikawa, Jordan Spieth, and Davis Love of well are among Davis Love's the third picks to fill out the U.S. roster for the President's Cup. I have, well, I had, I don't know what the hell I did with it, but I had a little uh, article in there about who it is. But, <sighs> slow news day, folks. WNBA and golf. Bills and tight end Dawson Knox have agreed to a four-year extension worth $53.6 million. I believe 31 of it is guaranteed. He's a top five, no worse than top 10, but, I mean, touchdowns-wise, I think he was tied with the upper echelon in touchdowns. Just not a lot of yards. Second most targeted player, I think, is what I read somewhere. Uh, so so Bills get that done, get him locked up for four years so they have their tight end for going forward. Good for the Bills. And uh, lastly, Yankees president has called Aaron Judge a, quote, all-time Yankee. And says the team will be extraordinarily competitive in contract talks. I'm gonna tell you what though. If you watch uh if you watch the captain, you're only uh they are they are um the Yankees have a track record of just discarding their best players. And and they talked about it like Jeter's contract negotiations and how yeah, as he got to the end of his career, they were just like, eh, whatever, you're of no benefit to us anymore. They run it like a business. There's literally, there's like zero loyalty within the Yankees organization, and there never has been. And it goes all the way back to like Babe Ruth. They have like uh, DiMaggio and um, oh, who was the, who who did Man, Mickey Mantle replace? Was it DiMaggio? And then they just discarded Mickey Mantle the, the way they did Jeter and Bernie and Posada and the list goes on and on of guys that are just like, eh, sorry, you're no good to us in the field. You're no good to us. Watch the captain. I believe it was uh, episode six and they talk about it. So better get the money what you can. And if I'm Aaron judge, knowing the track record of the, of the New York Yankees. Now nah, fam, I'm not giving you any discounts. I'm not doing you any favors. You know, Jeter in his last contract, and he talked about this in the documentary, but he's like, the only thing I say is I just don't want it public. Like I told my agent, tell every other team I'm not interested. Let's just negotiate in good faith. But all I ask is don't make it public. And that's the first thing the Yankees did was make it public and it pissed him off. But he didn't care as much about the money. But once it went public, he got a lot more stubborn. So 
if, 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 if I'm uh, Aaron Judge, bro, I'm going and I'm testing the waters and I'm getting every single penny I can because I don't care about being a New York Yankee. You just can't. Uh, what's up, Stephen Luther? Good to see you. <sighs> yep, Ivan said Braves are getting hot at the right time again. That is facts. What's up, DJ Maddie? Oh, what else did I miss? Happy Tuesday. That was DJ Maddie. Was this maybe about a third of us? Oh, that no, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? Where is this? Is Zach's mom okay, though? Cisco, you're wild, dude. Uh, what's up, Jay Cross? Good to see you, buddy. They took the sub away from you and wanted me to resub. I just tried and there was an error. What in the fuck? Jay Cross, Twitch hates you and obviously hates me, uh, apparently. Uh, what's up, Rudy Rod? Sanitize, wash hands, social distance. Back the up, everybody. Stay in your lane, fam. Uh, I remember when DiMaggio replaced Wally Pip was a big deal. It wasn't Wally Pip. Uh, that's like a GM saying that's our QB. He gone. Yeah. Uh, flatline. What's the flatline for? What's the flatline? What's the flatline for heels? How's the Yankees press going to feel about judge being an all-timer when he's playing for the Dodgers? Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen, but, uh, here you go. Jim sent us a goddamn book. Hey, fun stat time. Since June, the Mets have been on pace for 96 wins. The Braves have been on pace for 116. It's not so much imploding as much as if the Braves never freaking lose. I mean, 5-5 five and five over your last 10 down the stretch when the Braves are hot on your heels is, okay, It's I wouldn't call it imploding. Now do, now do August. Now do August. I mean, I don't care that much. I don't think most people give a shit that much about the Mets in August. Uh, if I look at their splits, yeah, August, they were 19 and 11. They were 25 and seven, or uh, sorry, 17 and eight in July, 13 and 12 in June, 19 and 10 in May. They're now two and three in September. So 21 and 14 through August, uh, from August one to now. Yeah. Um, okay. So I need you guys to do me a favor. I think that was all the headlines. Yeah, that's all the headlines. Scrap all that. I need you guys to do me a favor, chat. Hey, chat. Alex and man, fuck the Braves. Hey, no wrong with the Braves. I mean, I don't like the Braves, just being an Astros fan. But, um. So I need a favor from you guys. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about the Boiling Dragon, and we talked about Dan's, and we chopped it up. And I, what I need you to do is send me or send Jen. Preferably send it to Jen. Uh, but for those of you that went to um, Dan's or have been to Dan's in the past, and for those of you that, have, uh, that went to the Boiling Dragon and, and ate there, um, what we're trying to do is round up your testimonials of what you actually truly believe and think about the food so that we can send it to them. And I think they're going to use it in some marketing or whatnot, but, uh, you know, I don't want you to lie. If you didn't like the food, you don't have to send like, I fucking hated your food. You guys suck. Just don't send anything. But if you really and truly enjoyed and liked the food, send it to me. Uh, send it to Jen. There's her email, Jen at barryondeck.com. My email is barry at barryondeck.com, but you can send those. <clears throat> Not a COVID cough. And uh, we'd appreciate it. They've asked. They never asked for anything. All they do is support. 
All they do is sponsor the show and, you know, give us money and stuff to give away for different things that we do, whether it be fantasy or whatever. So uh, at the least I thought we could do in return as a community is just give them some uh, honest feedback on the food. So there you go. Uh, I want to use my testimonial of Dan's making me want to move to Houston. Does anyone know when the la- Dan's last day at Gessner is? It was uh, August 31st. That was the last day. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Demona said, hi, CC, heart, heart, heart. So, yeah, you missed that. Uh, all right, D-Mac, what's up, fam? What's up to everybody listening on Podbean? D-Mac, Titan Hugo, Chunk Driver, Pookie, Chris Reyes, and John Dory. What's up to everybody over there? Oh, I had pulled up Dawson Knox's receiving stats. Yeah, he was tied for ninth in the NFL, well, amongst receivers anyways. Tight ends and wide receivers. He had nine touchdowns, which... Uh, I mean, amongst tight ends, Kelsey had nine, uh, Hunter Henry had nine, Mark Andrews had nine, and Dawson Knox all had nine touchdowns. Pretty good. Difference is, though, targets and um, receiving yards. But played in 15 games. Stephon Diggs got the bulk of the the looks. But he still, I mean, for the catches that he had, uh, 71 targets, he averaged 12 yards per catch. It's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. All right. Um close that uh, um i don't know why i keep saying it like that that's so weird it's like an old british guy um yes uh, we were gonna do a film session today no film session okay um we'll do the film session tomorrow because we're not gonna have time but one thing i said yesterday we would do that we will do today and then tomorrow we'll do the film session uh what time is it 35 we got 20 minutes. Oof. I wanted to listen to this song about, uh, it's a potential intro song for my mom that VB said. I just haven't had time to listen to it. I was going to just listen to it with you guys. But I don't know, because I mean, we're going to want to talk about it, and I don't know. Um, let's do this instead. Let's just do, let's do what I promised. I always tease these things, and we never get to them. So let's do these because, yeah, I promise. And what we'll do tomorrow is we'll do the film session of a 15-year-old beating up a college kid. Yeah, that's real. I'll break that down. And, uh, and then we'll uh, also um, we'll do this song intro thing that VB sent me. So we'll get to that as well. Charger Driver Pookie, can you put that on my Discord? Oh, yeah, yeah. Send that stuff on Discord as well. Um... What does this say? Okay. Oh, what's up, PB Doves? Okay. Here we go. Chrome. I hate that this takes so long. I really do. All right. So these are the, uh, according to the athletic anyways, NFL power rankings. Pre-week one. They have the rain. Now, this is as of yesterday, September 6th. I probably would have the bills at number one, but that's just me. But they have the Rams at one, and they have them at 10.1 wins. Um, But the Rams one, Chiefs two, and Bills three. Uh, uh, I I go Bills, Rams, Chiefs if we're doing it at the top like that. Uh, Brady's got me a little worried about the Bucs. But the the crazy thing is, is I mean, the mock rank, they had one, 11.6. There's a gnat in here. I hate these sons of bitches. We have gnats all over the house now. And I don't know what to do about it. 
Um, Rams won, though, 10 wins. Chiefs at 10.5, Bills at 11.5. I just think the Bills might, right now, might be the best team in football before the season starts. Are they going to win the Super Bowl? I don't know. Probably have the best odds to do so. But I think when you start the season, you should start with who you think the actual absolute best football team is. I think that's the Bills. We'll find out. But they have the Rams one, Chiefs two, Bills three, Bucks four, and your top five is rounded out by the Chargers. I really want the Chargers to do well. I, I, I'm rooting for this team. I like the makeup of this team. I like the cut of Justin Herbert's jib. But I just, I, they, they just do the dumbest shit and disappoint you every single time. So Chargers are at five. I'd like to see them do good, but don't know. Uh, Ravens are six. Kind of a surprise there. Bengals are seven. And you look at a lot of these, man. A lot of these nine wins, nine and a half. There's only like four teams that, that, that I, whoever this is thinks that are going to win 10 games. Oh my God, excuse me. Hills hitting that flat line. Flat line. Hills, you gotta you gotta do the uh there's a an emoji, Hills. Are you hitting the emoji? Hit that flat line emoji. Um Nats are Oliver's fault. No, they're not. They're not Oliver's fault. I think they followed me in from outside when I smoke cigars. I don't know. Um, so Chargers at five. Not a lot of not a lot of teams um picked to to have double digit wins. Although the Chargers are closed at 9.8. Uh, Ravens at 9.9. Uh, Ravens are 6. Bengals 7. The Packers 8. They have them at 11 wins. Okay. Then why so low? That's a good question. They are going to get Bakhtiari back at some point this year, they hope. Um, Niners at 9. Ooh, I'm sorry. I don't believe in Trey Lance. I don't like what I saw from him. But I guess these folks do. I just think that's way too high. Way too high. I like Garoppolo more than I do Trey Lance. And I don't know why they're so sour on Garoppolo, but whatever. Uh, Philly's at 10. Look at that, Jay Cross. They got your Eagles at 10 with nine wins. The Cowboys at 11 with more wins estimated than the Phillies. So who you got? You, you t- if, if I made you pick, chat, Eagles or Cowboys? One over the other, who you got? Because that's basically who's going to win the division, apparently. I I say Cowboys. I'm sorry, Jay Cross. I think the Cowboys are still a good football team. Don't at me, hoes. Um, 12 is Broncos. BB said takes, he's taking the Eagles. Okay. BB Dubs said fly Eagles fly. We the boys fly. <laughs> Is there another alt option? Salty Tater Chip wants to know. Take the what? No. Somebody's got to win that damn division. It ain't going to be the commanders. The damn sure ain't going to be the Giants. Sorry, Alex Middleton. Um, Yeah. And by the way, joining me at three o'clock, my, uh, my guest, John Stringer. Got to make sure we talk to him because he's a huge Detroit Lions fan. I wanted to talk football, but he hasn't seen football ever. Uh, you just gave cowgirl fans a chub with that comment, Barry. I just, sorry. 
All right, the Broncos sit at 12 in these power rankings. Dolphins at 13. That's kind of a surprise. Titans at 14. I, I think the Titans are not going to be great. Because Tannehill, I, he's got to prove something to me, man. Tannehill, I think if Tannehill doesn't do well, he loses that locker room. Um, But, you know, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. But remember, man, running backs... Running back career is like a cliff. Like they'll they're going along and then they just once they lose it, they lose it. And Derrick Henry being a big bruising punishing back. How long has he been in the league? Hold on. Uh what is Derrick Henry? How long has he are they gonna have a player profile on here? Probably not. This is just probably articles about Derrick Henry, if it even comes up. Yeah, this is a stupid page. This is this is whack. Do better. Do better. It's terrible. Look at this. Look at this shit. You, the athletic. That sucks, man. That sucks. Let me find his. I don't trust y'all to see my browser history. Uh, let's see. NFL. Derek Henry. I just want to see how many years he's played. So he has played in. Hmm. Six. This will be his seventh season. Now, 2021, he only played eight games. I get it. Um, but that should be and could be a telltale sign. So. So smoking gutter. Rob said, oh, that's not true. David Johnson's still killing it. Signed Bill O'Brien. H-Town dude said, how about them Texans? We'll get there. We got to get to the bottom of the list. I think I think you'll be surprised that they're not. I got it. Raggedy bitch. I think I got it. I don't think I did. Uh, going into the seventh season for Derrick Henry. Get ready, folks. Write this down. Go ahead. Here you go. Go ahead. We're going to do another TikTok. Here you go. You ready? You ready? You ready? We're going to put this on record. I'll post this on the socials. We'll make us a little TikTok. Here we go. In three, two, hold on. Makeup. Is, is the makeup okay? Is it good? There's nobody in the room. All right. Here we go. And oh, my nose itches. All right. We can't be itching our nose on TikTok. Here we go. Count it in. And we'll give me a countdown. Okay. You got it, producer. Yes, sir. Uh, director. All right. Quiet. Roll sound. Sound is rolling. All right, here we go. Uh, let me get a countdown. All right, I'll count you in. Okay, cool. Here we go. And 99, 98, 97. Not that long of a countdown. Just start at three. Okay. All right, here we go. <clears throat> here we go. Here we go. Three, two. Derek Henry's probably going to fall off pretty soon. Scene. Nailed it. Nailed it. All that for she's uh, Texans are on the back page. Not that back page, not that back page, but get ready. I'm telling you, Derek, Derek Henry uh, getting long in the tooth for a running back. All right. Uh, continuing the, uh, the power rankings. Colts are 15. Ooh, I would definitely flip flop Colts and Titans. They even have, look at that. 8.6 wins. 10. That don't make no damn sense. Don't make no damn sense. Uh, excuse me. Ah, Vikings are 16th on the list. 
And Raiders 17, Patriots 18, Steelers 19, Saints 20. Arizona Cardinals are 21st, and, you know, my whole fantasy season is tied to Kyler Murray, so that's great. Seahawks are 22. The Jags are 23, and what does that tell you, Texans fan? The Jags are picked to be better than the Houston Texans. The Browns are 24, and we all know why. Carolina Panthers are 25. The New York lowly football giants are 26. Hey, we got to tell my buddy John Stringer when he joins us at 3 o'clock that his Detroit uh, football Lions are 27th power rankings. Commanders are 28. Jets, 29. Yeah! Woo! Houston Texans, 30, baby. Let's go. Let's go. I never heard of it. Shut your mouth, Patrick Swayze. Houston Texans are 30th on this list. Damn, I don't know if my nose is itching. Who's talking shit about me in the chat? Uh, Chicago Bears at 31. Sorry, Marty. And the Atlanta Falcons. That's going to be the race right there. It's these three. Who's going to suck the most? Um, and maybe the Jets, too. There's your four worst teams. I guess if you want to say top five worst teams, Commanders, Jets, Texans, Bears, Falcons. I'd probably add the Seahawks to that list, too, but that's just me. I even said, man, the Texans will be better than the Jets. Oof, 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 oof. You think? You think? Mm. Vince not diesel said excuse me now what about the jets comment or the seahawks alex said henry can fall back next year when barry starts talking about the voices remember this date who's gonna suck the best is the question that's a good point heels that's a good point there's no way that, that the Texans, I mean, the Jags are the Jags. You're, you, you might be right. Look, I'm not going to put it past the Jags to suck more than the Texans. Vins is from New York. Oh, okay. Oh, because the Jets comment. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, Barry, who you got for the way too early dark horse to win the Super Bowl? Uh, good question. I mean, look, I said at the beginning of these power rankings, I think the Bills are the team to beat. I really do. You watch some of these teams kind of progress and get like you, you see teams that are on the come grow up. You see teams that are on the come. The bills have been a team um, trending in the right direction for the last few years, right? There are some teams that you think are going to do that. And then they falter like the chargers. There are some teams that you think are going to fall off. Like maybe the chiefs uh, and they'll surprise you, right? So I would say, I would venture to say right now, my, my, um, oh, you, but you said dark horse. My bad. I read that wrong. Salty. I read that wrong. Uh, you're my dark horse candidate for the Super Bowl. <sighs> Somebody like the Ravens. I really haven't thought about like a dark horse. Um, I don't think the bills are my favorite, uh, to win the Super Bowl. But Dark Horse Candidate, that's a good question. Who might sneak up on some people? <sighs> Ravens, maybe. I, I mean, if you want to say Dark Horse, and I'm not just kissing anybody's ass in the chat, but maybe a good Dark Horse Candidate might, might be. I'm going to catch so much heat for this. The Cowboys. As a Dark Horse Candidate. 
not a favorite, not a, I mean, they, they should win that division, right? If everybody's healthy, that offense, we know, we know what Dak can do. If they get any kind of O-line play and uh, defensively, if they hold up, they, they can make some noise in the playoffs. But I think the Bills are probably the favorite to do that. But every, Don't hit me with that flatline bullshit, Dubs. Don't hit me with that because I said the Cowboys. I never heard of it. Wrong one. Flatline. There you go. Trying to hit the wrong fucking drop button like a moron. First time here. Hey, what's up to everybody listening live on Podbean, DMAC, Titan, Hugo, Truck Driver, Pookie, John Dory, and Tima Cecilia. If that is your real name. Uh, if you don't know, you can listen. If you can't watch, you can listen. Just download the Podbean app. And yeah, I broadcast that live as well. So this show is live on Twitch, uh, Monday through Friday, but you can also listen. So if you're listening on Podbean and you want to watch, you want to see my beautiful face, don't shut up. Um, yeah, you can do that. Just go to twitch.tv forward slash Barry on deck and you can see. And cause we do visuals, we have slides, we do fancy, fancy little things. Like I'll show what we're talking about and. It just makes it more fun because otherwise you just listen. You're like, I have no idea what this guy's talking about, especially if we have uh, videos and such. Don't forget, coming up in about nine minutes from now, my buddy John Stringer uh, is going to join me on the program for the full second hour. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I promise uh, we're going to dissect Detroit Lions football uh, in detail. And we'll go. I'm just kidding. God, I. I don't think he wants to do that. I certainly don't want to do that. I don't know. I will ask him if he's watched Hard Knocks, if he watched any of those. I watched the first one. Didn't watch any more. We'll see if he did. It's okay if he didn't. Um, Before we get to that, though, I do want to. Let's go ahead. Hold on. I teased it, uh, and I want to talk about it real quick. I mean, we just got through week one of college football. So, hey, why not uh, not take a look at the uh, AP poll that just came out? So here it is. Here's your first week one AP poll for college football. Bama won, no surprise. Georgia absolutely destroyed Oregon. I don't even know if Oregon survives it in the top 25. Doesn't look like it. You can't get your ass whooped that bad and remain in the top 25. And Oregon was like 11. That's terrible. Uh, But you got uh, Bama one, Georgia two. Hey, celebrate Jen. Ohio State is three, Michigan four, and Clemson five. So there's your top five. You got uh, two SEC teams, two uh, Big Ten teams, and an ACC team. You got you got AM at six, overrated. And that's my squad. But I just think the Aggies are overrated, but I think that every year. They could be 25 on this list, and I would say they're overrated. Uh, OU is seven. Notre Dame is eight after losing. They fell three spots. Baylor nine moved up a spot and USC is 10. That's your top 10 of the first week of your AP top 25 poll. The rest of it looks like this. Uh, Oak State at 11, Florida 12. Boy, that's uh, that's uh, that's quite the move. They go from not ranked to 12. Uh, Utah is 13. They dropped six after losing. Michigan State is 14. They moved up a spot. Miami is 15. Arkansas. Look at them. Uh, trying to climb back into relevance in football in that state. They are 16. Pitt is 17. Uh, NC State is 18. Wisconsin is 19. And the University of Kentucky sits at number 20 like they did last week. BYU 21. Ole Miss 22. Wake Forest 23. Tennessee 24. And UH. The Fighting University of Houston Cougars, uh, 25th, probably should have been dropped out. I'm sorry. 
I know you guys get mad at that. I don't give a shit. They should have lost that game. Florida State got 42 uh, votes, by the way. So, there you go. You and my mom, it's uh, love the same teams. It's easy to remember. Oh, that's CC. Got it. Got it. Uh, what is this? H-Town, hold it down. No, hold it down. No, no, no. You, you ages. Ass. All right, uh, we got to get out of here. It's just we got a minute left. So I'm going to go ahead and close these. And real quick, before we get to this quick break, because when we come back, I'm joined my buddy John Stringer. You don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to miss it. I know, right? Crazy. Two interviews in a row. Two interviews in two days. We're killing it. I'm going back to the old school Barry on deck where it's a lot of fun uh, hanging out with my pals. What does it say? I wish I wasn't moving so I could go to Austin this weekend. Oh, okay. Um, so let me tell you guys real quick. And, and by the way, please, please, please don't forget. Send your uh, feedback. For the Boiling Dragon and Dan Seafood and Wings over to Jen uh, so she can get that over to them. But I do want to tell you guys, if you live in the Houston area and you're looking for the some of the best Asian cuisine, Asian fusion food, oh my girl, you got to get over to the Boiling Dragon. It's down south on Pearland, 11625 Broadway Street in Pearland. Uh, it is the Boiling Dragon. I admit they had sponsored this show before. I had never got down that way. I had never been able to make the trip down there just for lunch. We did our fantasy draft there on Sunday. Oh my God, folks, I'm telling you, do yourself a favor for one day, just one day on a weekend, just be like, you know what? Let's go eat some really good food and go to the boiling dragon. You will not be disappointed. Everything on that menu was really good. And that's, that's from six different people eating a lot of different things. Uh, I think it was PP dubs that said top five wings in the city. I don't know what kind of wings he got, but they looked amazing. I didn't try them. Uh, I had the uh, the um, uh, truffle fries. Really good. Really good. No, different, though. Different. Like I said, it's a fusion restaurant. I had never seen, like, sesame seeds on my truffle fries. I was a bit taken aback, but really good. Uh, Lisa had this cray-cray French fries. It was like crawfish on top of French fries. That looked amazing. Norma got the boiled spicy shrimp and boudin balls. I'm telling you right now, do something different. Stop going to, you know, Panda whatever the nasty ass go get you some delicious really good seafood uh and some other oper- uh, um things on the menu that you like i said they have the off the menu stuff i need to get a picture of that but they have the off the menu stuff where they had like the boudin balls they had the cray cray french fries uh all of it delicious they do have beer they do have daiquiris so no reason to not go it's in Pearland. It's super easy to get to. Follow them on Instagram at the Boiling Dragon. Follow them on Facebook at Boiling Dragon. It's delicious. It's good. I will see you there because I'm definitely going back and so should you. All right. Coming up after this quick break, I'm going to go get me a refill on my Diet Coke. Uh, you guys go poop or pee or whatever it is you do during the break. When we come back, my buddy, my pal, John Street, are going to hang out with me for an hour or so. Have some fun. Just kick it and do what we do. And uh, yeah, we'll take you until four o'clock and then we'll... Uh, We'll bounce on up out of here. All right, this is Barry on deck. I'm your host, Barry Lavendex. Stick around, bitches. Don't go nowhere. We're right back.
Deck, thank you guys for sticking around through the break. Those of you that did, those of you that didn't, can go have sex with yourself. I don't know why you'd leave. Why would you? Why would you go anywhere? Why would you bail? Because the best part of this show is coming up right now. If you left, you're stupid. You missed it. Because uh, me and my buddy about to hang out right now. Joining me on the program. Uh, all the way from Kansas, I guess. I, I don't know where he is in the way. Is it Kansas? Not yes, if it's Kansas, John. Yes, it's Kansas. All the way from a cornfield in Kansas. Joining me on the program right now, my buddy, my pal, John Stringer. John, buddy, what's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Looking all sexy with the beard. Dude, I put on dry cleaning for your show. So <laughs> this has been cleaned dry. What? And I'm even wearing pants. I I could have I could have called this in. You know, I could have phoned in the outfit, but I said no. Barry deserves it. Why? Uh, why so fancy? I'm over here in a t-shirt. Now I do have on pants. I was saying yesterday, and uh, I I take it serious. I wear pants. Why? Well, you didn't have to get all dressed up for me. Oh man. Uh, one. I got to uh, I got to watch a couple episodes of your show. Okay. Great hosting, man. You never let a moment pass where you're not entertaining. Where you're not adding something uh, enriching uh, for the viewers. Uh, so I really appreciate what I'm seeing. And so I just thought maybe, you know, I'm not performing tonight. I'm used to wearing buttons. I call them my court clothes. <laughs> court clothes, nice. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm usually saying yes, your honor, in these types of outfits. <laughs> you just got uh, you just got back on land, huh? I did, yeah. Actually, uh, so I was supposed to be back last night, uh, true to American Airlines form. They, they delayed my flight from last night at 10.50 p.m. I was going to be home at midnight to 6 a.m. this morning. So uh, luckily they threw me a free hotel voucher. But you're looking at your boy after about three hours of sleep. Dude, why did you not cancel? It would have been totally okay for you to be like, hey, bro, no. I'm exhausted. Let's do it another time. Not that would have been all. fine. The kind of energy I get when I get to come back home is unreal. It's like I plug directly into a wall socket, so I'm good to go. I even brought my favorite beverage. I've got these little Kool-Aid. Remember these from yes, childhood? Yes, yes. Nice. I just rediscovered them, and and the the little twisties. I'm uh, I'm all it. <laughs> Did you see that? I totally saw that. <laughs> it squirted. Jesus, I'm yes, pretty. That's a I squirter. Oh, oh, it's everywhere. Jesus, this is going well so far. There we go. I love it. I'm going to ruin it. things. You haven't even been drinking. You're not a drinker, are you, John? I'm not a drinker. You'd yeah. think I was. There we go. Now we're here. We're in this. My wife came and ran in with the towel. So Nice. Now, well, for, for those that don't know, tell, tell sugary them. Sugary beverages. Tell them why I asked, are you back on land? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, I was just on a two-week contract on cruise ships. Uh, I, I normally... You don't have to do this. Okay. Uh, by <laughs> the way, I, by the way, there's a Oops. chat, John. I know you saw, but there's a chat. And uh, Ivan in the chat said, well, dry clean ruined. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's my wet clean clothes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Should have worn a t-shirt. I, I just got back from a, a Norwegian cruise ship. I work for a few cruise lines, but uh, I, find, I find that to be more consistent work. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I love working on cruise ships. I love being able to factor in that you have old and young and every nationality and every religion, every race represented in one room that really has taken my writing and my performance to the next level. But I said, basically, when we came out of the pandemic, and I know you know because we sat on a couch for two years 
wondering if we'd get to do this again. And so when the pandemic let up and we're able to get on stages again, I said yes to every ship contract that they offered me thinking that COVID would take over again and they'd shut down the cruise industry at some point. I just said, yes, yes, yes. And they seem to have gotten a hold of it. And so now I just have a ton of ship work. <laughs> so I'm always gone. I'm, I, I think this year in total, I'm only going to have about five or six weeks off in, oh my God. From, from start to finish. Yeah, it's a... I, it's fantastic. It's a blessing. I won't take a stage for granted again. I know you feel me on that, but <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a lot, man. When I get home, like I said, that's why I'm so hyper. That's why you see me exploding Kool Aid everywhere. That's got to be exhausting, though, to work that much. People don't understand. Well, go ahead. Oh no, no. I, I was gonna say you. You said I might not want to discuss the Detroit Lions. You better believe I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I'm all blue. In- nice. Uh, yeah, a, a lot of folks don't understand how much travel is involved with working cruise ships as a comedian. There's a ton of travel. Have you had a, an opportunity where they get pick you up on the ship on the helicopter and take you to another ship? I heard that's a thing. No. It is a thing, uh, but but that that would be a level of performer that I am not. That would be oh, someone that has fancy. a sitcom they do, they and a movie. Fancy. Gotcha. I'm telling you, yeah, there there are people like uh, uh, I'd say I'd say that I'm where that. It, there's a certain rate that they pay, and then if you're a star, they throw that out the window and they say, whatever you need to get out here. Uh, nice. And I have been booked with some stars out there, for sure. But, like, nice. it's a I, – I thought – I honestly, I thought cruise ships, that's where comedians went to wrap up their careers. That's I always not the, have, been the saying, yeah. I, I dude, it is, uh, it's all, you're always paired with the killer. Any given week, you could be paired with Thea Vidal, Billy D. Washington, Mike Estime. You are just paired with someone that makes sure you got your shoes laced up and you're ready to go because it is every single week, every show, you're getting graded. And this is, I don't know if you care about any of that. I mean, I, I know you might, but your listeners might not. No, uh, I, I ask them all the time, do they care about talking? I had Trey Tutson. We did a whole three-hour show, and we literally yeah. talked comedy for almost three hours. They they said they enjoy Dude. it, so we we run with it. Um, no, that's – I love Trey. I absolutely love Trey. It's been yeah. a while since I've seen him. Yeah, Trey's, love that. Trey's a good dude. But, yeah, you know what? That was funny. When I first got in the business, that was the thing that I heard about was, ah, you know, you don't, don't do cruise ships. But pretty much all of the comics that I know – and admire and respect either did or do uh cruise yeah. ships. and that's i, I mean that yep. that thinking and that mindset in, in the biz has changed not for everybody i'm sure there's some people that that still, myth though yeah that yeah. that uh, it's just it, like just just you know you work on the road and there's a myth that if you're a road comic you're no good right. i don't know where that came from uh, yeah but there are some absolute stage ruiners out there traveling uh, and you're lucky to see one. Honestly, if you're going to an A or B club and they've got someone headlining and featuring there, they've been vetted. They've made sure they've been verified by yeah. someone who knows what a club is about. They've run it for years and they bring them in either on the word of the headliner or the headliner's done some shows, had some credits or just proven I'm going to smash this every single time I pick up the mic. I think uh, for the most part, the people working right now, they understand Every time you perform, you're auditioning to come back. That's it. That's it. Every That's time. it. Yeah. You're, <laughs> one of my motivators, it's terrible, but I know you'll get it because you're an internally competitive person. And you used to be an uh, – I'm not saying you're not an athlete. Clearly you are. I've seen those legs. Uh, but I'm saying you, you, when you come from 
playing every sport that they offer, you find this like internal fire that you're just like every, I'm one of my motivators in comedy. I want to perform so well that I'm ending somebody else's dreams. Don't hate me for saying that. No, dude. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I, no, that's, you know, they, there, there's a difference between wanting to do that. And then like, I'm going to go up and bury this person that there's two, that's two different mindsets, right? Like yours yeah. is, yours is about like, it's, it's about the betterment of you and the motivation to do that. Uh, as opposed to some people that are like, I'm going to go and bury this person that's after me for whatever reason that they have that yeah. hate in their heart. Um, and you, no, I, I respect the fuck out of that, dude. That That's that's I a great you. motivator. By the way, Trey's that's, in the chat. The he said, John, baby. There's Trey Tutson right Man, there. Man, the what's up, Trey? Out. I'm glad you're uh, here. We're somebody all here in the back chat, together. Uh, Day One Donna, she asked, does he know Johnny? Do you know John Wesling? I guess because of the cruise ships and everything else. And Johnny's been around. Are you talking about Wesling? Yeah, Wesling. Yeah. Uh, so we still have not worked together, but it's kind of like you and I, Barry. I know, I know we've run into each other, but we have not gotten to share a stage. Never. If we ever do, they're going to have to ensure that stage. Yes. Uh, but, but John Wesling's the same. If you've been in the industry long enough, you're either a week or, you know, before or after the yeah. headliner that comes before or after you. And if you're a headliner, you're not to use ships again, but you're passing like ships in the night. You don't get booked together. So John Wesling and I are friends through the industry. That's the, yeah. that's the only way I can put it. Kind of like us. Like if you needed yeah. anything, you know you can reach out to me, vice versa. If yeah. I'm ever in a position to recommend somebody, you're on a very short list of, of people that I know can get it done. So John Wesling is like an absolute killer, sets the bar. He represents Texas comedy quite well in a time when Texas is a little bit of an embarrassing state. <laughs> I feel like I have to apologize for my state these days. <laughs> Listen, I, you know what? And that's the, that's the crazy thing, too, about this business is you make so many friends that you may never even work with or meet. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a weird, because yep. I remember, I was, I was telling the story. I don't know if you were watching at the beginning, but I was telling the story. And I, I never forget this. When I first saw you, um, well, the first time I saw you was at a at a bar in Denver Harbor here in Houston, Texas. You were doing. Yeah, you were you. I don't I guess you were co-featuring. I don't even know if you were opening or I did a guest set. I did a five minute guest spot. It was you and Mario Salazar and uh, 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 Raymond Orta. At this bar, Did, was that the Harbor. one where a fight almost happened? Yes, and it was. And so yes! Mario is talking shit. Of course, Mario Salazar, the superstar, about starts a it. Soccer team, but he was talking shit to a bunch of drunk dudes about soccer, and a all-out brawl <laughs> almost ensued. And you know, as a comic, you're taught. And listen, no matter what, it's comics versus crowd. And I was like. I don't even know these dudes. Fuck. Why do I got to fight with these guys? But I just, I remember, but I, that was the first time I got to see you in person. And then I had seen oh. you, I think at the joke joint. And then I just remember seeing a bunch of stuff online, but I remember, and this is a true story. I remember thinking to myself, cause I remember telling Rachel this at the joke joint. I was like, I really love watching oh, love Josh Finger perform because he's so authentic and free on stage. It is to, and I remember messaging you this and saying, I was like, John, dude, I want, uh, do you have any tips for me? Cause one day I want to be as free and as uh, have as much fun as you do on stage. I, I, I remember that. Like I, I'd have to go back. I don't even know where I messaged. It might've been Facebook, but I remember that man so that... kind. And you, you, you sent me a bunch of nice messages and 
It was really dope for a guy that was just starting. So uh, I, I never dude, forgot and that. That's dude, that's crazy to me because I, when I see you, you're releasing some clips. I love it. I'm Thank seeing you. that freedom. I'm seeing your absolute dedication. As you're in a story, you're not you're not just saying it. You can see in some some comedians who've been in, they're a little overcooked or whatever. It almost looks like they're in cruise control mode. They push yeah. play on their set. You're behind it, man. When you do a character, you are that character. When you're dealing with an audience member, you're a fantastic listener. When I do crowd work, it gets awkward. Like I don't, I don't, I have so much to say. I don't, I know it sounds funny. My wife gets, my wife gets tense when I, when I go into the crowd, it's usually like, if you want to be a part of the show, I'll make you a part of the show. You'll regret it. I guess I'm too aggressive. I'm too aggressive, too quick. I don't have the. There's, it's a, it, it requires a finger roll, and I'm just trying to dunk on motherfuckers. And it's, it's not how that should be handled in front of a paying crowd sometimes. But my wife is just like, oh, in the back, like sweating, just like, oh, don't do this right now. I, I want to backtrack. That's one of the best compliments uh, I've gotten, uh, especially really? from someone who I respect very, very much. I'm, I appreciate Again, that. I'm watching this show, and, I, and I'm seeing your voice on stage, your voice in hosting this show. You have found your voice in, in record time. Like, oh, I know man. you and I are not in very long. I'm about to hit my 11-year mark in comedy, which to anybody watching this, it sounds like if I had a job for 11 years, blah, blah, blah. But in comedy, you're pursuing your voice. You're looking for your most honest and authentic way to deliver the ideas that are up here so I can translate them to the most people possible. But, man, you're already there. So oh, now it's like when you say something, it's closer to a fully cooked joke than definitely. I got to put pen to paper. I got to do a lot of writing on stage. I, I'm still clunking through making material work. But once I get it, I don't have I don't have any problems committing to it uh, and, and, and really connecting to it in my audience. I, so I'm grateful for that compliment. But but you are so much more fluid you can you can kind of like effortlessly flow between prepared material, crowd work, and just you being you. So in the clips that I've seen lately, it, uh, and keep posting those. Obviously, you're growing your fan base pretty rapid. I or I saw you post something about being frustrated that yes. it wasn't you know that you weren't getting the traction that you wanted. We all feel that way. And in my head, I was screaming, "Shut up! Like <laughs> stop it! You got to be kidding me!" Because it just takes the right set of eyes, the right clip, the right day. And one of those things is just like explosion. Like one of those clips. Now everybody knows who Barry is. And it's going to be much easier. It's going to be people asking you if you've got time in your schedule. No more of that emailing and waiting for a reply. Man, your mouth to God's ears and we're all chasing that. By the way, Trey said in the chat, John is such a performer. The lights went off while he was on stage. And John's silhouette was killing so hard. <laughs> what was this? What was this? Was that a uh, ask him? Uh, I, so my screen on this end, I don't know what happened. There's nothing going on here. So I'm just staring where my camera is. You don't and see I me see at all? Show. You're not getting my, what the, really? It's not happening. It's, now, oh, it, it's just gonna, a. If I do this, do you see that? No. You don't. Let me see. Let me try. I want to see what this does. See That's what that so does. Weird. It's so weird, man. Yeah, it is you not. Be seeing whatever there's I'm no chat back coming out. up. Oh. No, I, I. It's all good. It doesn't matter if if if, if it's good with you. Then yeah, then I, then I, I mean, no, it yeah. sucks because we I can want face you to be chat later, see. like we usually do. 
I won't even be able to see because I'm putting up uh, like the the comments from the chat. But yeah, but that was what Trey oh. was asking um, about the lights out. Was what asking to this? that had to be with uh, uh, Jesse and uh, Jesse Payton, Daniel. Yeah, Jesse okay. Payton and Daniel uh, at at some some people that would have loved to storm the Capitol. That's. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it, man. <laughs> Everybody in there. Maybe was they did. Hell, you don't know. Jesus, that's I think funny. that was it. I think that's what he's talking about, man. I've had mics go out. I've split the the crotch of my pants on stage. Yeah, I don't know. I busted a zipper five minutes like, before going of... up. That was nerve yes. wracking. I I I had a. Uh, a show once, so I do like I, I do a lot of physical work. Usually Very by the end, I'm sweating. I just got off the treadmill, but I I do stage falls. And one time I did a stage fall where I dropped to my knees and tipped over, but my knee, one of my knees, landed on the microphone cable, just a little tiny round cable right in the middle of my kneecap, and I cannot tell you the exquisite pain. Like ten out of ten, in a hurry. My knee was purple and blue for a week and a half after that. But I felt like I was gonna vomit. Like I just felt like I don't know if you've ever been whacked in the shin so hard. You're like, oh, no, like the show must go on. But honest to God, I was like uh, sweating it. Like I could just wring out my brow on stage. I was like, they don't even know the kind of pain I just caused myself. They I was have limping. No idea. <laughs> Uh, so, so Trey said we did a Jesse Payton gig together. I was middling. You were on stage. Lights went out, and you kept going. And somehow you were the blackest yep. comic on stage. All of a sudden, <laughs> Trey, I remember <laughs> that's hilarious. That, so seriously, that that uh, because I remember Trey. He he played uh, he played well in the space of uh, like I don't talk politics at all. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm people, you know, like the only thing I, I, I was upset about over the pandemic, uh, you know, you it created anxiety in me is that I was made to care about politics for the first time in my life. I've been willfully ignorant my entire life. Yeah. Vote for the person I care about. If he doesn't win. All right. But like you were forced to choose a side. And I remember Trey went up and played well in that space. And my wife's She's the little devil on one of my shoulders. She's like, go out there and you fuck them up and you tell them this and you tell them off and you shut that shit down. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I just went out and told fart and sex jokes. <laughs> I never address shit. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't divide a room. I don't no, have it in me. I'm just, no, nah, it's, um, it's, let me distract these idiots for an hour. And I don't, they're not all idiots. That audience was a little bit idiots. But you know that's but that's that's inherent in some comics and some others. Like I'm like that. I don't want to go up and be divisive because my goal. I, I, I feel like this is yours. I just want people to have fun, dude. I just want you to. I don't care what the crowd is. It could be a a room full of rednecks, or I could be at the improv with a I room full care. of people there to see you know Pops or Damon Wayans. I just whatever end of the spectrum you're on. I don't care. I just want you to have fun. You know what I mean? Like that's. I, we're we're both listen what we do for a living hear me out barry we're we're seeking acceptance from rooms full of strangers as a career all right broken people and then i look out into an audience i've never met these people in my life but they're just as broken all these people forgive me we're we're all broken we're all dealing with something healing grieving you name it it's not that we're not happy and we don't compartmentalize on a scary level 
but I'm just trying to give you a distraction from whatever that broken piece of you is. Give me your ear for one hour. You're not going to think about the breakup. You're not going to think about losing your job. You're not going to think about your $100 short of rent. That is my primary purpose on this earth. I probably started comedy with the idea that I wanted attention and it has since been I really, I, I don't really want your attention. I'd rather perform and then vanish. I think, uh, I don't know if you've ever thought about what it might be like to be famous. It's like we're heading in that direction because we make ourselves public figures, but actually achieving that, can you imagine what a nightmare that must be? Yeah. To, I don't know. These are, I'm letting internal thoughts out. Sorry to project. <laughs> no, I, I get it. Like, could you, like, I see, you know, you work with some of these folks and you see they're just unable to have a moment to themselves. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, after a show, yeah. you can just, but, and that's why I get it when I work with a guy that's like, yeah, green rooms off limits or, you know, I just want to be left alone after the show. I get that. I, I totally understand that because, yeah, you go up and you, you pour yourself. Uh, into the performance and when you're done you, people want more and you and me we just walk out and you, maybe you get stopped by three or four people maybe and they go hey good right. set or hey you were funny but you're not you're yeah. not mobbed on your way to the car and yeah no no i i can i can thing. go to a grocery store like it's so funny too when i when i did the um, and i'm so grateful for this but i would say 80 to 90 percent of my fan base is latino because i've done south texas uh, uh arizona south california i've done these areas so much i've really grown uh organically because i'm not a name my credits don't carry haven't carried my career anywhere i show up i host i come back as a feature i come back as a headliner and that's how it that's how i've done it mm -hmm. uh, but that that chingo bling special just for a small small window in time you know how in any given city, there's the Latino grocery store? Yes. Like any yes, city, there's just like, yeah. there's the HEB and there's the Latino HEB where you got just the, like you walk in, you can get a cell phone, you can get a watch, you can go to the salsa yes. bar. You can, yes. yes. Down here it's uh, Hey, they got roasted thank you for corn. the follow. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah, you got, I'm just saying you get elotes in the parking lot. And like, when I go to that store, Back in the day, I would get recognized and take selfies with people in the no cereal shit. aisle. And that was a that was a level of fame where I'm like, I could deal with this. This is cool. Like I, I'm at, I'm at the Latino grocery store level. Like the the another level of fame I hope to reach is finding my merchandise T-shirts at a Goodwill. That's just a level. <laughs> like someone someone loved me. Enough to support me, and now I find that that shit recycled, and I'm like, yeah, I'll buy my own shirt. That'll be awesome. That is, but I'm not looking to get any bigger than that. Yeah, that, that's that's the limit. Uh, Rudy Rod brought something up in the <laughs> chat. This is funny because uh, I talked about this one day. What's a what's a pet peeve of yours after a show? This is one that he brought up, and or that that I've mentioned before, and it happened recently, and that's why I brought it up. But somebody would come up to me after the show. And they go, and this lady, it was a lady, and she goes, you're pretty funny. And I was like, oh, no, no, fucking compliment, you stupid ass, pretty funny. Like, just don't say anything, but you're pretty Don't funny. say anything. Like, Fuck you. That, what? My pet peeve is adjacent to yours. It's when you're standing there with your feature and your host, and you're slinging merch, you're shaking hands, signing social media cards, and they come up to you and say, you were the best. 
And even if it's that compliment is, is meant to be nice and it's pointed towards you, guess what? These assholes here have ears and feelings and yeah. they just work their ass off. And it, uh, I, I, to me, I'm just like, keep that opinion to yourself. Yep. If you enjoyed it's... it or didn't enjoy it, uh, I, think, I think Dave Chappelle put it best. We get paid for the attempt. You know what I mean? We're trying to That's reach it. everybody. But the fact is the host is usually in that one to five year range. And the features usually in that like three to 10 year range and so on and so forth. So uh, I, I just, we're all at different phases. I keep my blinders on. There are people that I hosted for that, that now I find them out on the road and they're hosting or featuring for me. It's a little awkward, but we're yep. just doing the best that we can. There are times where a uh, dude's hosted for me He's on. He's got himself a Comedy Central half hour, and now I'll. Pro I'd feel weird if I called him just to say congratulations. I'd feel like I was riding his nuts. So right. it's everybody's moving at their own speed. If we did fifty percent of the things that we said we were going to do, we would all be on a different tier. We would all achieve more than we've achieved so far. But when you have a, a someone who can't understand the complexities and all the moving parts of stand-up comedy giving you feedback on your like if it isn't i had a great show then just keep your eyes down yeah. and kick rocks yeah. like head, head for the door i'm yeah. totally fine not talking to you even a, even as a feature and when you're coming up you know you know how this goes too when you're starting to come up as a feature you're getting heat you're figuring it out and you're starting to perform really well and that's why you start getting moved up because headliners it's not that they struggle but it's like, oh, this was, you know, you, sometimes you might make it difficult, but sometimes you might do better what, for how, whatever that means. It's such a ridiculous thing to say, but you might, you, you shine, you, you stand out. You know what I mean? It just didn't feel yeah. like waiting to get there. Right. And what will happen is right. they'll come up to you after the show and they'll say that to you while you're standing. You should have been the headliner. And that yep. is, the, that is so embarrassing and it's demoralizing to the headliner and it's embarrassing to us. And I tell you, um, I always said one of my goals was I was like, when I was featuring, I was like, I want to be, uh, I want to be in the position where they're saying that other people on the show should have had my job. I want to be a headliner where they're like, uh, when I hear the feature say, or I hear people tell the feature, you should have been headlining. Cause then that means I've been doing it. I made it to where I'm trying to get to uh, all those things. <laughs> you know funny. what I mean? Like that's, that's a, that's a badge that's an interesting you perspective. Yeah. Yeah. That's a badge no. you earn. That's funny. So, yeah. That's right. And the reality is someone's going at every single show. Someone likes the host the most. Someone yep. likes the feature the most. Someone yep. likes the headliner the most. You're all going to hear that. It's just, be discreet or don't say anything like yeah. you've never been in public before. No one taught you how to be polite. No it's just manners. Fuck. I'm telling you. Yeah. And what's great. What's great about our profession. One thing I'll say about cruise ships is that I go to the cast shows, the musicals, um, the, you know, they have plays, they have musicals, they have magicians, illusionists, they have aerialists, they have musicians, uh, vocalists, all this, right? And the difference between what we do and what they do, every single moment on stage has to be accounted for and rehearsed and controlled from the tracks to the you know, the, the instruments, everything. Everything has to be perfect. They, they have tech rehearsal, they have sound checks and all that. We get to show up half cocked and just wing it. We've got this, I think of it as like a thought bubble 
of four hours of material. I just get to reach up and grab and throw it out. And if you like that, oh, I got some shit that's similar to that. And even better, when someone is really rude, they don't know, they've never been to a theater before, and they walk in the front row during a musician's or a magician's show, the magician can't stop and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. But we get to. We get to just address it head on. If your laugh is silly, if you're if you're making a scene, whatever it is, you get to deal with it on the spot. You can pause your art. I, I say art and some people <laughs> would argue. But like when I'm around other artists, I just feel like I snuck on the boat. I feel like a castaway. Like I bet it's it's a yeah. it's a cheat code for performing. Yeah, because like you said, I'm telling you, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm I always go up with a set list. I'm 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 not like you. I'm not that comfortable. I just go. And Trey gets on me about that. In fact, the only reason you're starting to see clips of me doing crowd work is because of Trey. Believe it or not, I told him this when he was on my show. I I never did crowd work. I mean, I was raised. I raised. I was. My, my mentors in this business, uh, you know, they were old school comics. It was go up, do your job, do your set. You know, if some shit happens, address it. But you also learn that coming up. Don't, don't do crowd work as a host. Yeah. Limit it as a feature. And so I never did it. I never trusted myself to do it. I never trusted myself to be in the moment and to be funny and not burn the crowd. And so it was a muscle I'm still practicing and still learning. But I, and that goes back to that freedom conversation about you go yeah. up. You see your four hours and you just go, let me do, bro, I, I want that so bad. I go up, I have my list. Ask Trey, he makes fun of me. You would, let me show you my, I'm going to, oh, you don't have a screen. My, my set list has every joke and how long it is. So I know the times of every joke. Really? I'm a fucking weirdo. I'm like, yeah. No, I'm no, like, no. That's, that's prepared no, man that's, that's prepared. super creepy you see that's... the light you know you got five you've got you know two or three bits you know are five on the nose and you can factor in your merch pitch bur- and yep yeah the sound tech and the cast and or not the cast but you know your managers and yeah. whatnot yeah it's it's super weird uh by the way this is trey's pet peeve he put it in the chat trey said my pet peeve is when someone comes up at, after the show goes hey how much for your shirts and you say twenty dollars and they go okay and then they just walk to the car and never <laughs> <laughs> That's just cruel. Dude, it is. Like, Trey, ask? You'll, you'll appreciate this crew. Uh, tr- you'll appreciate this story, uh, Trey. I, I did the, I was hired to do a uh, uh, livestock and rodeo like wrap-up show for all the employees that made the livestock and rodeo happen. And they said it was just going to be all the employees. There was no rating to the show. And I was like, awesome. And uh, I got there this hall that they put me in was about the size of walmart and they had a serve yourself barbecue buffet a football field away from where i was performing i was behind a podium with one of those little bendy microphones yes um they had every light every neon light turned on it was the surface of the sun bright everybody i mean you had six-year-olds you had 90-year-olds all in the same room these were church-going people this was the crowd i was I was a feature to headliner if I did every single joke I had in a row. Yeah. And uh, and these were the jokes I had. These were the jokes I was going to do. I clarified with the person that booked me that, you know, hey, this is what it's going to be. I did not have the ability to pivot and try something different. I had this, this, this. And I tell you, 45 minutes without laughter, it's 45 minutes of you talking to dead air. The only people laughing were the ones laughing. Yeah, they were laughing 
that I was even saying these things. They were looking at each other like, oh, my God. It's not like and they it, were and, enjoying uh, I, it. They were just enjoying the I was, I was, I was trying to do the cool guy thing. I was single at the time, and I had brought a girl to this gig. And I was like, this, you know, this is going to be a little showy. You know, I'm going to show her how good I am at comedy. I didn't, nothing interrupted my jokes. Not one laugh, just scooting chairs and people re, re-piling their plates with meats. And afterwards, uh, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest laugh I got the whole night was, uh, I'll be over here selling t-shirts and the place laughed. And then I went and stood behind my t-shirts with confidence and a woman in her mid sixties came up and said, how much are your shirts? And I was like, oh, they're 20. And she said, no, no, I'm just kidding. Have a good night. <laughs> it was like the, the drive just, home with that girl was silent. Uh, oh we, my we did God. not ever again. That was that. That was the end of that. That is hilarious. Oh my God. More, it's so comics. Funny. Here's what I know about comics. We like to talk about our worst gigs more more than Way ever more, uh, more than best. our best gigs yeah. yeah i can recount a best gig it'll be three or four lines it was awesome mm-hmm. it was full yeah but like your great. worst gigs you remember the hairstyle of the booker you remember the shoes you wore because you were staring <laughs> at them the whole time everything worst gigs are always the best stories that is for damn <laughs> they sure. are the best now uh, um, maybe they're not the best you also i was i wanted to show uh but you can't see, but you also are big into uh, dance, right? Like you love to dance. You're not, I would, I I'm not say yeah. classically trained. That's not the right word. No, 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 you, no. Did you, so if, if people look, y'all go to his website, uh, johnstringer.com. What's your, where, where do you post most of your stuff? Is it on your Facebook? Is it on your YouTube? Man, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say between Facebook and Instagram, I post there most, uh, more than anything. Okay. My YouTube, I'm completely abandoned but have every intention to to kind of almost restart that shit because i I have some clips that have some views but i've just abandoned it Mm -hmm. and uh so but when it comes yeah i love dancing love dancing but i don't really put any time in it i just i what's great about looking like a couch potato when if and also let me be honest if being white if you show a little bit of effort if you put yourself out there and move, mm-hmm. people think it's way better than it is. Like, cause we're, <laughs> we're not, we're not held to the same standards. I have a joke. That's just that basically that, but the rules of dance, they do not apply to older white dudes. I'm now 40. I'm about to be 41. So if I'm out there losing my ever loving mind, people are like, Hey, but in reality, if there were no one else on the dance floor and the lights were on, I would look like a lunatic. So, no, I don't, I don't take any classes. I just, I'm not afraid to dance. Maybe that's, maybe that's it. I love I dancing. S- where's a good video that I can show people of, of just you dancing? Uh, I remember one a while back, but I, I don't remember where I saw it. But where's one? So, uh, so on, uh, on, oh. on Instagram, oh, where's that one with Poppin' John where I do the... So you know the you know the Napoleon Dynamite dance from the yes, movie yes, where he helped, yes. tried to help Pedro get elected. Yes, uh, I was doing this show in Syracuse, Utah, with a very well-known dancer. His name is Poppin' John. He was on America's Got Talent, uh, and he has just got hundreds of thousands of followers. He's a great guy. He just he just had a baby, 
Uh, not Jess. I think his baby's now over one year old. At any rate, one year old, not multiple years. And uh, at any rate, the dude can dance, dance. He and I had a dance battle. And since I was in Utah, I broke out the Napoleon Dynamite, like down to the letter to Jamiroquai. Blasted the this. stage. Beat one of the best dancers in the world. Beat the audience laughed. I, I was able, humor can win people over. But yes. You as guys were on like, stage when, when you did it? Clip, was it a reel or was it, uh, oh, where is that? I, I was going to say, I can. Oh, here it is. Win in Utah. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I think let, so. Let me, uh, let me see. Is he found this... it. I don't even have a functioning screen over here. Sorry. I'm talking to my wife. No, no, no. She... I'm going to show this now. Is there like, is there, is the music like copyrighted? Uh, uh you know what? Yeah. You know, it's Jamiroquai canned heat, but you can just mute it. That's okay. But the we'll, audience we'll, knows. We'll play it. Immediately we'll, we'll see what, what it happens. Is. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So I'm going to transition to this real quick because uh, I want to show okay. everybody this. Uh, this is dope. All right, here we go. So you're you can still be heard, uh, but I want to see. I want everybody to see this. All right, so here we go. Can you can you hear that, John? At all? No, I can't. Okay. All right, here we go. This is so great. This is so great, dude. I love this. <laughs> yeah, there it is. The back. Dude, that is so awesome. That is so awesome. That had to have been. For you, I know you love to dance, right? That's just the thing. Like, you're not I, like, oh, I wanted to be a dancer. You just love to dance. Or did you want to be a dancer? I don't know. No, no. You know what? When you see a professional dancer move, you know that they were born to do it. Nice. I like to see artists find what they were born to do. And I was not born to dance. I got tiny little <laughs> baby legs. I've got way too much torso. Uh, I'm top heavy. You know, the, the <laughs> post 40 torso where you just start, I don't know, you just start filling out. I'm yeah, just very you, twinky. You like a fudge pop. And, uh, you just like just exactly. weird, <laughs> rectangle on top and two sticks. Yeah. 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 But no, love to dance. That doesn't mean I'm good at dance. You know what it is? Like we, we used to be athletes. We are still athletic, but we forget that we're not athletes. So when I try something athletic, the level of tired, like completely gassed, like there's battery acid in my veins, it just reminds me, no, 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 that's behind you. Stop doing that. Stop like doing I made that. an agreement with my body 10 years ago. We're not going to push ourselves that hard. Okay. Deal. Like that's what it is. <laughs> What uh, what did you used to play? You said you were an athlete. What did you? Uh, what was your? Uh, football, basketball, track, uh, and I mean all the extreme sports from yeah. like snowboarding to skateboarding to surfing to. Okay. Huh? Did I say wrestling? Oh, wrestling. Yeah, wrestling oh, okay. is what with my weird body type. Wrestling actually was like that worked. Like I have I have good balance, and at one sixty, I was killing people in texas so i discovered nice. it when i was a just a junior in high school um but got got serious about it, it was the only place like I, I was just using it to stay in shape when it was like off season for football and basketball yeah and oh, man wrestling too. after wrestling everything is easy everything's easy the type yeah. of tired you get for wrestling it doesn't even compare like box i boxed a little bit but like boxing can't even compare to the level of tired you get when you wrestle it's just unreal and it you know, and there's something great about that one-on-one -on -one individual sport to where at the yeah. end only one
gets raised. That yep. that's the internal version of me. Like I just whooped this dude. Yeah. So 100. percent Yeah. I, that I heard a dog barking, and I wanted I wanted to bring this up. Um. Because so you, I, I want to tell some of the backstory here. So you guys were living here. You, where were, you said you performed a lot in the valley. Did you live down there for a while? No. Uh, so I started in the Austin comedy scene. Yep. And I, and you I lived in just Austin, right? happened to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived okay. there for a long time. I, 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 we moved away from there about six years ago, give or take. Um, okay. But that's where I started, and I would say about a, a honestly a year. A year after my first open mic, I went full-time comedy. Mm. I don't suggest that for anybody. No, it was no. in my first, I swear, in my first year, I did funniest comic in Texas, funniest person in Austin, uh, funniest in South Texas, those three contests. And I either got to the finals or like I won the funniest in Texas. I got in the top eight and the funniest person in Austin. I got in the top three for the funniest in South Texas. I got third place. Man. And though I did not win, everybody in Texas now knew my name. And what that led to is people throwing me on bar shows and D, you know, D rooms and stuff like that, which I'm, I'm grateful for. The reason we are the way we are is because we were forged in horrible rooms where <laughs> drinks were you know, like all the televisions are turned to sports and nobody is paying attention to you, but you develop a style that says everybody has to stop and listen. Like, yeah. and so I'm glad I had those rooms. So when you do contests, like com newer comics always want to know, how do you get experience when you're not getting booked? Do those contests. Unfortunately, unfortunately, my advice is take it out of the judge's hands. Be so good and yeah. get such a response out of the audience yep. that you are going to advance regardless of who the favorites are. There's always political always. this and that, or at least suspicious, whatever. But yep. I just always tried to make it so lopsided that no matter what, I was going to get to the finals. And that led to paid work. I might come in as a host, but you better believe the next time, I'm gonna put so much heat at the host level. It's mm -hmm. not about the feature or the headliner. Like, I was just auditioning to come back. I wasn't trying to bury anybody. I was using the jokes that I had and I poured every ounce of energy and effort into my set that I could that if they said, hey, do you have 30? Even if I didn't, I'd be like, absolutely. And they said, can you come back in three months and feature? I'd be like, no problem. And then I would go home and write, 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 rehearse in front of a mirror, record it, work at it. I just, like you, I'm not putting something on stage because that I won't fail. I like, I won't allow myself to fail. It's not that yeah. I don't tell bad jokes. I, I think all my jokes are bad, <laughs> but, yeah, but, Such but a I sell the shit out of them. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on entertainment. If you don't find me funny, you're entertained. If you're not entertained, you'll find me funny. Like I'm trying to give more than just the stand and the oscillating head. Uh, yeah. I'm, you know, you know oh, you've it, seen, and I've it, seen you a lot more, but uh, I'm I off track. No, no, no. So you were, but you were started in Austin. You performed a lot in the Valley. You, I, I, that's right. Yep. I, this is what's great too. So Raymond, Mario, uh, they, I, I have to give them so, so much credit. When I first came down to the Valley, I was just down there to feature and Mario and Raymond would both go up before me Oof. and do all of their like home run derby material. They were trying to bury the white kid from Austin. It is one of their favorite pastimes. Like Austin <laughs> comics would frequently go to the Valley and they would go home saying, the Valley sucks. It's not even a good comedy scene. 
where I'm going to tell you, anybody watching this, if you go to the 956 and you think you're funny, just know that that is an area of the country where everyone is artistically gifted, be it folklorico or they can play multiple instruments, they can sing, they can dance. They're just incredibly in tuned with art there. So telling jokes, that's not cutting it. You got to, it's like arms folded, like make me laugh. Yeah. And if you can make people laugh there, you can make people laugh anywhere. So I had to follow Mario and Raymond's like crusher oh, regional killers. material yeah. that was like they were trying to just blast me off the stage. And when I was able to to follow that and succeed to have really good shows, we became like friends, like we became brothers. It was yeah. just it. it it all, I would just say I did a lot of my development in South Texas to where they were having me down there to headline times like four to six times a year. It's I would so like funny. pop to different. It's crazy, dude. I, re I remember when, when I saw you at the um, at that bar in Denver Harbor here in Houston, the one where the, the yeah. fight almost broke out. I You did <laughs> this. You opened and it, I was just blown away by it. But there was it was a bar and the stage was like. Straight ahead, if you're in the back. But on the right, there was pool tables. And I think you went up to Beat It or Billy Jean? Yeah. Was it Beat, Beat it, it by Michael Jackson. And But you you danced. all Like, you went up, they played it, and you started on stage. You got off stage. You were in the pool table area working the pool tables. Like, it was like a, I was watching somebody <laughs> shoot a music video. And that's exactly you. what you're talking about, though, is you were like, yeah, if you just stand up there, hey, guys, what's up? Because that's what I did. I walked up. I was right. like, hey, everybody. And they were like, fuck this guy. What? Like, you know, right, but right, right. you performed. And I just remember, who the fuck is this guy? Like, he's just this crazy good. This is so fun and funny and entertaining. Dude, I, when I'm you grateful. started saying I, that, I, that, that reminded me. Fuck, I remember you shooting. Dude, it looked like you were shooting style. a music video. It's great. My style's gotten me a lot of shit. I came up in the Austin scene, loved the Austin scene. This is not talking shit, but they did not like, they did not like my energy. They did not like my confidence. I don't want to say I was ever cocky, not at all. The way we handle ourselves, the zero ego, that's me. That's me no matter where my career takes me. I don't have it in me to do that. I was always kind, but on stage, I'd lean in. I trusted my instincts. I had a good time up there. But that was like fucking hated in the scene that I came up with. Everybody hated that. Because no, they, they, they were, no offense, writing for the back of the room. They say dress for the job you want. I've always followed the, the platform right for the stage you want. Yeah. I'm not worried about this bar. I'm not worried about this coffee shop. I'm worried about, about these when I'm in front of 6,000 people on a gigantic proscenium, do I have what it takes to fill that room? Am I giving these people their money's worth kind of thing? So I always wrote, I've always been a little bit, uh, I try to step out of my mind when I go on stage and just swing a little bit harder, uh, just turn the volume up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, no, I appreciate watch, you remembering dude. that. And also I have to discuss that fight because like you said, the loyalty is with the comedians. When that started to happen, I already, I already had a guy in my crosshairs who was the the shit talking leader, and I was gonna, I was gonna sucker punch him unconscious. <laughs> I was already. I don't know if you saw me run stage right, but I had my eyes down. I had my fist balled up. He was never gonna see it coming because the one thing I had over that group back then, I was athletic and I can hit. Like you've got big hands too. That I remember you have gigantic hands. I've got 
big hands for my height. I was about to sledgehammer this dude's jaw because they were just being drunk and unreasonable. And yes. I was just like, I can get it. I see where the exit is. I'll be out of here before anything. Ow, and I'm gone. Watch out. Hit him That's with a double leg. Dude's gone. gone. <laughs> what happened? Yep, yep. Now, I brought all that up because you started here. You started in Austin, the Valley. You're now in Kansas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you yep. guys moved up there uh, and did something really cool. You bought a church. Yes. And you're turning it into so, your home. You're renovating it and you're renew restoring, renewing. What's the right word here? Uh, preserve, like, uh, so, so yes, to summarize that we were renting a property in Fort Worth. We were there for four years in a rental property. It was great, you know, and I love that scene. A lot of great clubs, a lot of great comedians. It's a really good scene, but we started to look into buying a home and we, we really wanted to be closer to my wife's parents. They live in Wichita, Kansas. So we kind of surveyed the area. And what we found out about Wichita is that it's very much like Fort Worth right now. Like the, the uh, real estate market is exploding. If you want a house, you better be, be prepared to pay full cash. You better be prepared to pay 30% over asking. And Damn. so we were looking in a certain range for a house in Wichita and realizing in order to get the house that we want, we, we need an extra 60 grand or you know more. We just weren't prepared for the housing market to do what it's done. It's still absurd. So then I was thinking about it for comedians. We all tell ourselves we have to be in Chicago, New York, LA. We need to be a part of that to succeed in comedy. Could not be more wrong. I'm going for quality of life. Way before I'm a comedian, I am a husband first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And everything else is just an addition to my life. I live a pretty kick-ass life. I'm very happy. Dream girl, dream house, dream job. So all we need to do what we do, Barry, is a good airport within an hour of <laughs> where it. we live. I'm, That's it. You want me for an audition? I'll fly there. I'll see you there. It doesn't, I don't need to be, you know, pulse on the comedy market to know what's happening, where it's happening. I want to have a regular ass life with like washer and dryer and have cars and I can go to the lake and simple yeah. things, yeah. simple things. Now, uh, I put, by the way, I put so, a picture of the church on screen next to you, so it's oh in, wonderful in the church. So, so I can check it out while you're talking. What you're looking at that's a that is Grace Episcopal Church, and it was built in 1908. It has always been run as a church all the way through October of 2020. Uh, I was my wife found it just on Realtor or Zillow. The pictures did not do it justice. We had to see it in person. And uh, we were we were concerned about moving to a the, the town only has 2,300 people. We were concerned mm. about moving to a small town in Kansas. We just thought it's going to be very conservative. Let's yeah. say that. I was just yeah. like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. But when we got here, we found out that the pastor for our church was an openly gay female pastor for. 20 plus years wow. and the the community embraced her if anything celebrate after her death they they've they've like the whole city has gotten together they put a bench out by the lake for her like oh, they wow. just really loved her yeah. and her part so she ended up passing away of covid which is extremely oh, sad uh she was a very warm soul she gave the community everything her partner is still alive running the other awesome uh uh you know, turn of the century church here in town. And we 
get to talk to her and kind of fill in the blanks and figure out who the pastor here was. We get to hear the stories. We get to find out more about her. So that gave us a good vibe that this is not as a conservative. It's more of a progressive town than we would have guessed. The 1908 side, we're keeping it all original. We, we, ended up, we ended up getting a still of a deal on it just because we moved out of the major populated areas. And so over there, we've got this massive high vaulted ceiling with the, if, you, if you're seeing it, we've got that, that 30 plus foot bell tower out front. It's all original. The windows in it are all hand painted memorial it's windows crazy. that predate the structure. It's beautiful. Just the fact that it, the diocese could not find another pastor to take over. So then it, it got on the market. Uh, a, a couple bought it and then they heard our vision for it and sold it to us. It was a smoking deal. And now it's like, I mean, I'm just looking around this place right now. The energy is so good. Um, the, the one side is 1908. The side that I'm on right now is, uh, it was built, added in 1964, the parish hall or the fellowship hall. And we get to, there's a little bit of time travel here. Over there, we're trying to make the furniture and, and the decor look like turn of the century. So over there, the theme is Downton Abbey. Over here, it's like stepping on the set of the Brady Bunch. Like we're doing- Nice. We're, is it we're, haunted? Is so it haunted? 20 feet and you've traveled 60 years in time. So it, it's a fun project uh, and, and it becomes more than home ownership. It, it becomes a stewardship role. We're trying to help this property survive another 120 years. It is gorgeous. It's perfect. We're trying to follow the proper procedures of keeping it preserving. We're trying yeah. to follow the procedures to keep it alive, to respect it. We're not every every show where they modify houses and tear down all the walls. I think those shows, they just have a problem with walls. They're just like, <laughs> listen, you're going to have the same we're done, but it's going to have a lot less walls and you're going to spend twice of what you spent originally yeah. on the things we do to it. Uh, we just like the space and We've got a bunch of animals. I don't know if you knew oh, yeah. this. Yeah, well, that was the next thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, but, I, but before I do that, um, uh, is it haunted? Is the, you know, because you hear some people. No. <laughs> you get asked if it's haunted all the time. Do the you? energy, you know what? I'm going to say, uh, my wife and I, we're not spiritual people. Okay. I will say that there does seem to be something that, that pushes my wife in the right direction. If there's ever a decision of this or this, there's always something that helps her make a decision. Or if we're having a problem, like we were having uh, an electrical problem and, and something just said, why don't you check this? And my wife went and checked something and it ended up being that. So oh, it's wow. funny that there, there are times, <laughs> this sounds silly, but there are times where when we're put in a tough spot or we need to make a decision, Joanna gets this sudden hunch almost like it's been gifted to her here's the uh, the solution and it always ends up working out so we like to think that it's the pastor that's just that loved this property so much and spent yeah she grew up in this church she was a child oh, wow. yeah. she was part of the congregation and then went on to be the pastor and so it just feels like she knows our our we have the best intentions we have uh so much love for the space that we want to we want to do right by it and it just seems like we have guidance at times it's very uh, so no haunted absolutely no. not i was concerned about the church you know people experience their best and worst and worst days yeah, on this property but we have we have literally only had positive vibes about it and people ask uh you know like is it your house house some people are going to find this to be sacrilegious 
we've set up our bedroom <laughs> on the stage. So like, yeah, so Jesus great. stares at my, my butthole in the air sometimes. I'm going to be honest with you. Hey, I got to say thank you to Christian for the follow. Thank you to Jorge for the follow and STE for the follow. And Steve, thank you for the five bits earlier. Um, so, John, last thing I wanted to bring up, and this was kind of why one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show. You mentioned, Steve, yes, sir. 120 bits as well, buddy. You mentioned that you guys have animals. You guys have not just one or two. You have become the uh, the what's the saint of of animals? Is there a, saint, <laughs> a patron saint of the cats? saints of TNRing? Yeah. So you guys have a ton of animals now that you are taking care of. Tell tell the people the story about this. And we're getting, so, we're getting close uh, to to four o'clock. So give them the uh, oh, give gotcha, them the, gotcha. Yeah, give them the you, elevator pitch you can first. Just hang up on me. No, uh, do that. the short of it is while you're talking. By the way, I'm going to go to your Facebook. I'm going to put some of the pictures up of some of these cats. So. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, Cause that'll help kind of narrate. Uh, I, my wife and I are the type of people that when we see an animal in need, we way, uh, to the point where it's even a detriment at times. Uh, we can, when it's pouring rain and we see a stray dog, we pull the car over, put the flashers on and, you know, get the dog to get into our car, that sort of thing. So, we have ourselves um, doing quick math. We have five cats that we own, and we had three dogs. We recently had to put down our St. Bernard. I'm oh. not trying to bum you guys out. He lived to be over 13 years old. What's that? Yeah, so we, ha we have, we have th those are our personal animals. They're all badass. Like, and I'm allergic to cats. Just know what level of sacrifice <laughs> there is. I just do the Zyrtec and just keep my eyes from itching. But we have right now seven foster kittens that I would say are all under 10 weeks old. And we're, we're starting the process of rounding up all the mama cats. And we're going to do a trap neuter release type uh -huh. situation. Are you going to hand me one? Oh, oh I'm about to get a kitten. Oh, yay. Oh, you're going to be yeah. sneezing like crazy. I'm showing pictures. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm all, I'm all, I'm all oh, nasal. You're all Zyrtec'd up. All right, Here. dope. Look These are some cute. Oh, look, look at, at that. this little gem. And they're instant purrs. Like, we, it just got handed to me, and this thing is vibrating with love. They're just oh, the sweetest look at little that. And these things were running free outside, and their mamas were half-assed paying attention to them. And once my wife pointed out that only one in four, only one in four kittens, <laughs> now I'm Sarah, I'm Sarah McLaughlin over here. Uh, <laughs> But uh, only one in four kittens is going to make it to one. Look at this little lover. Uh, they're on, they're only, only one in four will make it to one year of age. Uh, so they don't have a long lifespan being outdoor cats. And so we inserted ourselves. We, we found a way to, to capture these little shits. I feel like every time I step outside to do a project, I catch another kitten. And, uh, but we're going to start catching the mamas. Uh, we've got good relationships with a whole stray colony out here to where they trust us. They know where to get food. They know where we're a safe haven and we're going to fix the Tom cats, you know, keep them until they heal, re-release them if we can home. But all of these kittens are, uh, they're all going to be available for adoption here shortly. Uh, now, but right now we're just keeping them until they get old enough so we can, so we can uh, fix them, get them shots, get them. Are we chipping them? We're not chipping them. We'll leave that up to the next owners. Well, I, I remember, wish you. Can uh, you hear the? Can you hear the purring? 
Oh, I guess not. it would be on this mic. That's okay. Just look at that face. Oh, at this that is face. granola. Now, that's granola. Okay, so uh, the reason I brought this up, and you and I, I saw your post about this on Facebook, but you guys are paying for all of these cats and all of these yeah. animals out of pocket. And I was like, hey, is there anything yeah. I can do to help? You guys have an Amazon list. But you were like, bro, at this point, it's just you know, send money, send cash. That's what. That's what more than crazy. anything right now. It costs so much. How much do you say you spend a month on these animals? What? what just give me a literally. Like a what we 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 were surpassing what we paid a month in rent in Fort Worth, three months consecutively. And that's when I was starting to be like, that is really taking a chunk. Like, yeah, I mean, we, we, we could be financing a Ferrari at, <laughs> at <laughs> I, I just, I don't know how to describe it. I, I guess we were averaging somewhere 1200. Yeah. A month. Yeah. A thousand. And then some months more because like what one of, one of, one of the animals that we kept just wandered in with like a, a broken tooth and a gum infection so we had oh. to get surgery on it uh but all these cats are going to need to be fixed and fed and they don't we don't feed them bullshit and we you know it just takes all now that we're kind of set up to take care of them it will get cheaper it was just at a point where it's like man we've we've probably spent five grand over three and a half months Jeez. on cats that will not be ours and it's not like when we rehome them we're not going to be like Hey, can you give us a hundred bucks for this cat that we spent on? We we would just rather see them get a home. It's it's that's right. that's our main purpose. What is your this. what is the best way to get you money? PayPal, uh, oh. Venmo. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my wife's Venmo pulled up real quick. Okay. Um, what would yeah. you like? Cash App? What do you think, hun? I like this one. I like this one. Okay. Uh, I think because uh, your cash app's just a really good one. Uh, so my wife's cash app, if you have it, is dollar sign Joanna Stringer. Okay. And uh, spell it. But it's it's at Joanna dash Stringer. So uh, so I was gonna say my wife's Venmo is uh, at Joanna dash Stringer S T R I N G E R, and spell her cash Joanna. app is money Joanna Stringer. And uh, we're just scraping the surface. We we basically have all the young kittens in our in our possession, and I'm confident. I mean, we have fan bases. I always wonder, like, why do we have these fan bases? Yes, to fill shows, but but I'm just like, these kittens need homes, and I think I can do that with my fan base. I've got a good enthusiastic fan base. They haven't let me down yet. Uh, but when it comes to the adults. We like our strays. We really like, we, we've got relationships with these, with these adult cats out here. So getting them fixed, protecting them from themselves, getting them, getting them chipped, getting, you know, just taking care of them in that regard. And they can continue to live their life safely outdoors. Yeah. So just Joanna, not reproducing. J-O-A-N-N-A, right? I just want to make sure I spelled it right. J-O-A-N-N-A. So I've got that on the screen. I've got the cash app. I got the Venmo. I'm going to send you guys some money. Thank you. Uh, part of the reason why I wanted to do this, deckheads, if you you guys know, we rally. Uh, throw them five bucks, ten bucks. Send it to them. Uh, help them out. I will post uh, a link uh, on the Discord. I will uh, put it in thing. the chat for this YouTube when I upload it. Guys, I'll put the Venmo in there. So if you're watching this later and you want to send them a little money, do that. Uh, but everything is going to help, man. So whether it's five bucks, 10 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever, um, it's on screen and I will put the links in there as well. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully you get a little bit, right? If we can get you a couple hundred bucks, that's got to help a little bit. So, man. uh, 
Uh, I'm telling you, this is a great community, man. These guys rally, so I'm 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 confident that that they they'll take care of you. When I we haven't and done anything am, like this in a long time, so uh, I know I am ripe to be so helping people. Grateful, Barry. The the pitch you gave me just now, I could get emotional. I, as an artist, you know how your emotions. Yeah, I'm oh a complete yeah, pussy. I'm a complete yeah. pussy. Oh, I, I cry all the time. So, oh yeah. You pitching? Yeah, right. That, this is also forty when your testosterone dips a little bit and you're allowed to be human. Yeah. But uh, no, man, that that is so absolutely kind of you. Um, I'm I'm over the moon the way people have already, you know, come out of nowhere with donations and they're they're buying things off of our our Amazon list, the wish list for us. So Good. it's been uh, outstanding, and these animals are getting helped uh, much quicker than we had planned because I I can only work at we're renovating this property for ourselves. We've got bills, you name it. And then I've got this other thing. So I'm moving at the speed of income. Like my money is spent before it comes in. And so that's where I, I hate that shit. You know, you'd rather die than ask anybody for help. That's who I am in yeah. my soul. Like, I don't want to ask anybody for anything. And it meant the world to me that when I did, the response was what it was. My, We were both teary-eyed at home, my wife and I. That's uh, right. So... You pitching it like that, I, I can't thank you enough. Seriously, hey, that is over the top nice. Happy to do it. Uh, I know the deckheads will rally. We're going to put this on the Discord as well, and I'll put it in the YouTube and everything else. But, dude, this was dope, man. I appreciate it. we got to have you back. I'm about to wrap up, but uh, this was amazing, man. Thanks for doing it. Dude, thank you uh, for having me on. I'd love to do it anytime you want. Uh, uh, my dark horse this year, obviously, Detroit Lions. Let's yeah, go. We didn't, even, we didn't even get to talk Lions football. Dang it. We got to do okay. a whole hour on that next time. I picked them when I was four, when I was too young to know better, and I've been loyal through the good <laughs> and worse. Well, I'm, not from, for... I'm not from Michigan. I'm from <laughs> Texas. I just picked them. Well, I like lions. I like their colors. Let's go. That's all it was. <laughs> Guys, that's John Stringer. John, how can they find you on social media? What, what, what do they follow you at? If, at, at Stringer John? If you John, go to johnstringer.com, J-O-N-S-T-R-I-N-G-E-R.com, all of my social media is there. So you can, you know, I'd say book me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. If you want to, if you want to check out the church and the process there, my wife runs that page on Instagram. That Very is cool. saving grace dot 1908. Nice. So it's saving with the G grace with a G. So there are two G's. Don't okay. leave out that second G yeah. saving grace dot 1908. And you can see the church. You can see some of our inside projects. You can follow her story because when I'm working as often as I am, She's actually the more handy of the two of us two right women. now. She's yeah. in here making projects happen, bringing in contractors. She's the one handling all the actual like hard work. I just have to keep the money Make coming the money. so we can keep up with the projects. <laughs> Dude, this was amazing. Thank you so much for doing it, buddy. Uh, stay safe out Thank there. Thank you, uh, man. And hopefully we get to work together soon. Oh, Man, I'm telling you, that show would not be ready, but I would love it more than anything. <laughs> Guys, that's John Stringer. Make sure you follow and support Deckheads. Let's do it. John, I appreciate you, buddy. Have a good one. I appreciate you, Barry. Have a great day. All right, man. All right. And that is it. Another edition of the show in the books. Thank you to John Stringer for hanging out with me. Uh, yeah, Nick, that show was pretty good. Thanks, Rudy. Uh, Dimato, thank you. Dimato said great interview. Joel, thank you for the 50 minutes, buddy. Uh, Steve-O, thank you for the 120. Thank you to all the new followers. Thank you for the cheers. Uh, thanks for hanging out, man. I, I enjoy. We haven't done a lot of interviews lately. It's just been me and you and switch it up a little bit. 
trying to get them every Wednesday now. So, and yeah, if you can help out John and Joanna, take care of some of those animals and, and do the stuff that they're doing for the community up there, that'd be I know you guys can rally. My goal, honestly, I'd love it if John got back to me and was like, bro, they sent us, we raised $300. That's the goal. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to start the pot. I'm going to send 50 bucks to get it rolling. So now all we got to do is another 250 bucks. You guys rally around me. Uh, I think we can do it and, uh, and help them out. And help those kitties because they're so cute. All right. Tomorrow, don't forget, I'm joined by uh, Dez from Apollo Media. We're going to talk some Astros baseball and baseball in general. Plus, we're going to look at this intro song that I still haven't listened to from Virginia Buttonweed. Uh, we'll do a film session for a 15-year-old beating up a college kid. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope to see you there. Uh, in the meantime, do me three favors. Be safe. Be kind. And most important, love each other. See you tomorrow. Bye, guys. Finding a raid, Good raid, where's a good raid? Let's see. What in the hell is going What in the wild, wild world of sports is this? Uh, Sophia is on. I don't know if she's about to get off. I haven't raided Sophia forever. What is Sophia Diet milk game. Okay. I don't know what that is. Let's see who we rating. Freaking tilts is all we did up yesterday. Ah. So tough finding a sports stream to rate. Why, why, oh why does it have to be so difficult? Oh well, no raid. Love you guys. See you tomorrow. Oh, you want to do Sophia? Okay, we can raid Sophia. Let's see, is she on my uh let's see? Sophia. I don't know what she's streaming. Uh, but let's go. All right, guys. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy the raid. Tell Sophia I said hi. She raided us a long time ago. I've never had her on the show. We tried to make it happen. It couldn't, but we will eventually. Tell her I said hello. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Daddy's making a YouTube video.